Welcome back, friends. It's Friday, December the 10th, 2021. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are having a, a good almost Christmas time. The kids will be getting out of school soon, and hopefully many of us will get some vacation time, even though Christmas is on a Saturday this year, which kind of throws a little fly in the ointment for people who like to get the day off. But since it's on a Saturday, if you work during the week, you may not get a day off at all. And I don't really know what our family's going to do. I don't even know who's coming home, but I went ahead and put up the Christmas tree and I decorated the yard with lights. And I did that for myself and because I enjoy looking at the lights and and also my daughter Grace likes to look at the lights. So, you know, even if my five boys who are becoming five men, even if they don't really care anymore about Christmas decorations, I still like them, so I'm going to I'm going to put them up. But we're not really going to talk about Christmas today. We're going to talk about spiritual con artists. What am I talking about? I'm talking about false teachers and false prophets and um, pagan um, practices disguised as Christian practices and um, seemingly spiritual um, habits and stuff that they're trying to sell you that is actually pagan that you don't even know about it. So people are being sucked into these things. So let's let's just jump right in, like I always say, and find out what is going on. Well, I was scrolling Facebook one day and I <clears throat> was presented with an ad for what looked like hot chocolate. And I was like, this looks interesting. Actually, this was on Thanksgiving. And I was sitting with my niece and I was like, oh, going to look more into this product. So I clicked on the ad and well, you know what happens when you do that. They show you a whole bunch more of that type of product in your, in your Facebook feed. So I started seeing all these ads and I was like, you know, what is this? In me being the curious person that I am, I started doing a whole bunch of reading and the product that I'm talking about is raw cacao. Okay, you may have heard of it and you you may think it's awesome. Well, I have no problem with cacao, but what I did have a problem with was what I found on some of these websites. So what did I find? Well, let's go back just a little bit here and talk about what is a con artist. Well, a con artist is a person or persons working together. Sometimes there's a team who will cheat people out of their money by persuading them that something is uh, true and making you want to buy it generally or invest or, you know, give up something that you ha- that you own or whatever but basically they're conning you out of your property okay so what is a spiritual con artist well a spiritual con artist is someone who's 
telling you lies and selling you things and they're using spiritual language to make you think that this is a good thing and who and they specifically appeal to sincere sensitive spiritual people that are seeking meaning and connection and purpose through spiritual practices and and you know that is a totally natural thing so basically these con people these con artists are preying on that natural desire to be connected spiritually and and yet when that desire has not been properly um guided then those people are can become easy prey to con artist so the spiritual drive that we are talking about was created by god and this why are we spiritual because god is a spirit and god can only communicate to us through our spirits but he cannot communicate with people who are not born again which means that people who don't believe in jesus and are not born again or regenerated or saved they're not christians whatever terminology you want to use they're looking for spiritual connection but because they don't have the connection to god they can accidentally plug into different spirits okay so what are these other spirits well these are demons they're they're spirits that belong to satan but they dress themselves in the same type of you know they they con people because they appear to be good spirits when they're really not and it's only later when bad things happen that people realize that they have been conned and this is something that can happen a lot of times with teenagers or i mean it can happen to anyone but young teenagers who are kind of in that rebellious stage where they're trying to figure out who they are they want to be different from their parents so they decide they're going to have different beliefs and they 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 are the prey of these kind of evil spirits and they might get sucked into uh wick witches uh wiccan wiccan type practices they might get sucked into scientology they might get sucked into outright cults they might get sucked into what we're talking about today simple things such as cacao well what does cacao have to do with it well we're going to get there so why are people so easily tricked it's because that these con artists use the same the same language that actual christians and the bible uses and they use this spiritual words and terms and even you know they look spiritual like as you'll see they look this they look similar to like christianity but they're not 
So what am I talking about? Well, cacao. Have you seen ads for Cacao Bliss or other brands of cacao? Well, if you go to these, go to the websites, not all of them, but some of them will have information there talking about the ceremonial use of cacao. So according to one website, cacao has been used ceremonially, ceremonially, try to say that three times fast, for thousands of years throughout Central and South America. The cacao spirit is one of the most powerful deities of Mesoamerican peoples. Considered a plant medicine, cacao offers the gifts of transformation, insight, and divination. Okay, that was a quote. So yes, they are marketing, drinking hot chocolate or cacao as a way to achieve spiritual transformation, insight, and divination. Okay, those three words are spiritual sounding words that can lead you into demonic realms if you're not careful. Now, if you're a Christian, um, demons do not have power over you, but you can still get led astray in other ways. Okay, so on that one website, and or I think it may have been a different website, they gave you instructions for your cacao ceremony. Now, this, this list of instructions is very similar to any other type of religious ceremony, whether you're worshiping God or Buddha or any other type of, you know, little g God. So this is what they tell you to do. Create a sacred space with an altar in the middle. Sit in a circle in the space. Open up the circle by going around and saying your name out loud, sharing an intention or a word you're calling in. Okay, that's basically a very, uh, that's a very pagan thing, right? All of that stuff. Pour the cacao and pass it around the circle. Honor and bless the cacao. Set an intention for the ceremony. Drink the cacao. Breathwork, meditation, sound journey, dance, music. From here, it's up to the person leading the cacao ceremony and whatever tool they prefer to use to amplify and manifest the intentions created by the participants. Close the circle, an important part of the ceremony that invites integration of the deep spaces you may have explored during your cacao journey. Okay, I'm not going to give the website for that because I don't want to give them any kind of uh, publicity. But basically, that is a ceremony uh, for invoking demons and asking them to fulfill your wishes, which are what your those intentions are. When you want to manifest an intention apart from your own efforts, you're basically, that's a spell. That's casting a spell. And as we'll talk about later, that's just one of the times, that's one of the examples of words that 
Christians should not be using. You should not be trying to manifest your intentions apart from God. Uh, So, I believe that, okay, so that same website also had links to full moon ceremonies and other pagan rituals and beliefs. So my idea is that Satan is using these cacao websites and other healthy, you know, foods and products to draw people in to these non-Christian beliefs. Someone someone innocently searching for health benefits from cacao, which may or may not exist. I've never tried it. Uh, but, you know, I do believe that plants, God made plants for medicine. So I'm not against that at all. I take all kinds of supplements myself. I believe in herbs. I believe in, you know, using plants as medicine. I have no problem with that. My problem is with putting the power in the cacao and in the ceremony and in integration of deep spaces that you have explored in your ceremony. That is a very vague term that can easily be referring to spirits <clears throat> that are not Christian. Um, they, if, if they're not from God, you don't want anything to do with those spirits. Trust me. So these people... Some of them are just using these these ideas as a selling point. They know that people, you know, that paganism, neo-paganism, and spirituality is always a popular thing with certain people. So it's just a marketing technique. But for other people, um, you know, it's it's a true religion. So my point in telling you about this is just to, to, to warn you to be careful. And if you want to buy cacao, try to buy it from a non-pagan company. You know, you don't have to spend a million dollars for cacao. You can even buy it at Walmart. And of course, they're going to tell you that their cow is the best or their cacao is better than everyone else's. You know, you may not even like it. So buyer beware. Okay, um, another another marketing technique that I noticed on these cacao websites is earth worship. So, for example, this one company said, Our product was created out of our love for Mother Earth and all she offers us. By tapping into her nutrient-dense superfoods, we've created products that help others reach ultimate health. In turn, we pledge to give back to her through sustainable practices and investments in her greatest resources. So as you can see, that is just a marketing blurb on their mission page claiming blah, 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 you know, but what they're doing is they are, they're targeting the people who have bought into the, you know, earth, earth is our mother you know, marketing narrative. Okay, so for those who believe in Jesus, these types of things like altars, circles, meditation, and setting intentions, uh, 
may make you feel more spiritual. May, you may feel like you're getting closer to God through these practices. But the danger lies in the problem that many people who enjoy these practices are very emotional people. And they may come to think that their feelings are their religion. They So they, I caution you to put your faith in God, not in your feelings or rituals at all. The Bible tells us that, you know, rituals, rituals are, will not save you. And even more important is that you risk the sin, committing the sin of idolatry by elevating the power of these practices of meditation and intentions, etc., above the power of God. So even the simple act of setting intentions can be a sin if you are not recognizing that God is sovereign over your life. So your, your main goal should be that God's will be done in your life, not that your own will be done. And that is exactly what Satan often, um, how he leads people astray is by he confuses the two things in your mind. So you think you're seeking God, but really you're seeking your own will. So some of the information I read on intentions sounds very close to the name it and claim it movement and the power of words movement. These people basically believe that um, they believe in magic. They, they believe that their words create reality, not that God creates reality. Now, there may be some, you know, there may be some truth in the fact that words have power, but not that kind of power. Like, it's a, it's a slippery slope that really is best avoided if you do not want to accidentally fall into idolatry of worshiping the power of words instead of God. And that's what I see because people do not want to submit to God. People do not want to trust God. I mean, I've been guilty of it myself. I've been guilty of myself of thinking that, you know, I have to do everything. I have to control my situation. I have to make sure that everything is okay. I have to make sure everyone's happy. But that is not what God tells us. And especially to any women who are listening, women tend to be control freaks. We want everyone to be okay. We love, we, but the thing is, we have to realize sometimes we have to be, learn how to be okay with things not being okay because things getting okay is a process that takes time and if we try to circumvent the things that people need to do to learn and to become the people that they're going to become by being overly controlling we are actually hurting those people so you have to, sometimes you have to let people make mistakes. So if you fall into the power of words uh, trap, then you may uh, start to also fall into the trap of, if I just do this and this and this, I'm going to have this easy, 
perfect, comfortable, predictable life because I'm in control. And, and that is the opposite of what the Bible teaches. So how there's a whole bunch of people out there that are spreading that message too. Deepak Chopra is a very popular and rich guru who says that, you know, basically you're God. Now here's one quote that he said, trust that infinite organizing power to orchestrate the complete fulfillment of your desires. Not, not God's plan, but your desires. And what power is he, is he claiming is going to orchestrate this fulfillment? He calls it the universe. So if you are believing that the universe controls your life, you're not believing in God. I'm sorry. You know, I, I hate to b- break that to you. That is not Christian. And for unbelievers, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, you know, nothing I say is really going to help you because as long as you are believing these, that doing these things is benefiting you in some way, then you're not going to be willing to put your faith in God. God is the ultimate power. God is the ultimate fulfillment of your desires if you trust God. But if you don't understand that you need God, then you're right now you are lost and you are condemned to judgment. So I just I really pray that you will reconsider and look into who is Jesus, what did Jesus do, and why. So sometimes Christian women fall into the trap set by con artists selling these enticing goals of self-love, personal empowerment, and inner wisdom. And like I said, all of those are related to being in control. These con artists suggest meditation, circles, vision boards, using crystals, cards, and even Christian spells with herbs. These are the practices of witches, not Christians. The Bible specifically says, to stay far away from that kind of thing. There's good verses in there. I'm not going to read them right now. So love, power, and wisdom are not to come from inside of us. They come from God. You cannot have true love without the love of God. You cannot have true wisdom unless it comes from God. Often these con artists are other women. And a lot of these women, I looked at a lot of videos and stuff when I was researching this topic. These women are all, they're dressed so perfectly. They have beautiful hair. They have perfect makeup. They are confident. They are well-spoken. And they are very persuasive. And other women are searching for, they're searching for someone to tell them that it's going to be okay, that their lives are going to be successful too, that they can be happy, but they're looking in the wrong places. They're not looking to the Bible and to God himself and to the Lord Jesus, okay? Jesus offers you all of those things. The Bible teaches us that following our hearts 
will lead us into sin, that pride is a usual result of too much self-love, and that we should be meek, not seeking to be powerful. And this goes for men too. Only by reading the pure wisdom of the Bible can you protect yourself from these slick con men and women who may not even realize that they are just ambassadors for satanic ideas. Spiritual leaders are growing in popularity right now, while traditional churches are losing members every week. And there's several reasons for, for that people are leaving churches, but the problem is mostly that people are not hearing the truth in the church. So it's not it's not making an impact on them and they're not getting saved. But these same people are they leave the church and they go out looking for the truth, the me- meaning of life, purpose in life, community and and good spiritual vibes and they become pr- prey for con artists. So if you are a Christian and maybe you left your church or maybe you just don't ne- never went to church but you still consider yourself a Christian, I urge you to find a good church. And if you have gotten involved in some of these unchristian practices, I urge you to confess that to God and ask him to forgive you and to help you to to help you do right, to help you find the right way to find the peace and the and the purpose and the and the you know uh relief from needing to control and fix everything in your life and and ask God to help you trust him more so the first defense against being tricked by these people is one realizing that they are out there and they're just everywhere they're in Christian bookstores or they're in churches. They're selling, selling, selling. So if if someone is trying to sell you a book or a program or some kind of products to increase your spiritual feelings, beware. Now, um, if you, you know, if you are feeling kind of empty, kind of lonely, kind of far away from God, you're going to be tempted to look for those kind of things to fill in that that lack. But only Jesus, only drawing near to God is going to be able to give you that fulfillment that you're looking for. So if you have been deceived by beautiful women and or handsome men on stages, admit that you were fooled. You know, you can it can be a little bit humbling to admit that you you got tricked, but you know what? What's even worse is to know that you're tricked and to keep on doing it anyway. So once your eyes have been opened, tell God thank you for showing you that you were misled, that you were deceived. Thank God for that. And then ask him to, to send you to a good Bible preaching church. Sadly, many will not be willing to do that. But for those who do, I just, I say, you know, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he he showed you the way. And let me read this one verse before we wrap this up. 
this is 1 John 4, 2 and 3. By this you will know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and which is already in the world at this time. Okay? If you're religious, if your spiritual practice or teacher does not point you to Jesus Christ, then that spirit is not from God. That's what it says in 1 John chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. So I hope this helps, and I hope that you will find your peace and your joy, and you will just surrender to God's love, and and that if you have friends who have also, or maybe you didn't, but maybe they're involved with these con artists, please share this podcast with them. Maybe something I say will will resonate with them. Because this is a very important topic. So thank you so much for sharing and for following. And I just pray that you have a really great weekend. God bless. Bye-bye.